Welcome back from here recording in Doug's Dungeon. We are Messer Brothers Presents. I'm Nick. And I'm Craig. And today is Monday. Monday, March the 23rd. Hope you're all having a good day. Whew. What's up? I don't know. What do you got to say? Oh, man. There's a lot to say. A lot to say. Oh, we probably shouldn't unload it all here. No. <laughs> <laughs> we might offend some folks. Oh, I want to make a statement. You want to make a statement? I don't know what I'm... I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, when we were talking about D.B. Cooper... My man, D.B. Craig's man. You heard me say I wasn't a big fan. Well, in the it's been a little over a week. And that week and a few days, I've came around to Craig's side of things. I'm Yay. a, a D.B. fan now. Because I, if I was able to think of something, think something like that up and go execute it perfectly and get away with it, I probably would. If I thought <laughs> right now, if I could come up with something, I could go do it and knew I wouldn't get caught. I'd be all over that. That's so. not incriminating anything, folks. <laughs> so go. <laughs> so I'm on his side now. Woo. <laughs> yeah, well, DB did get away with it from everything I can tell. So, you know, world of sports, normally what we talk about right now, but no need to even talk about them. There's nothing going on. Um, some NFL stuff, but besides that, not really anything of interest. Um, music world, we can talk about that. Everything's canceled in that too. Yeah, but but R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. Yes, Kenny Rogers died. The gambler himself passed away this weekend. Uh, in his eighties, he'd been in hospice for a while. He'd been pretty sick. So how old was he? Eighty-one or eighty-three? I think eighty-one. 80, yeah, 81. eighty-one. Doug says eighty-one. In with the fact checking. Good job, Doug. Um, I was a fan. You maybe not so much. He's got some good stuff. <laughs> he was decent sometimes. He had some. He had his moments. Uh, Islands in the Stream is one of the best songs ever. Dolly Parton. I'm gonna really cry when she dies. ODP. That's. <laughs> she is. She's a queen. I heard that she. Uh, there's some videos out there of her. She's not handling him dying very well. Yeah, I saw one video. It was she said she woke up and turned on the TV and found out that way. She found it on the she TV. Found it on the TV. Why didn't somebody call? Her? I don't know. Huh. Kind of makes me upset because they were pretty close. Nobody thought to call Dolly, but you know, you know, she turned seventy-five this year. Seventy-five years old. Yeah, she uh, said when uh, <laughs> when she was interviewed for her seventy-fifth birthday, she said that she was hoping to post for Playboy this year. <laughs> I think it was a very, very lighthearted joke, but okay. it was funny to see her so. say that. I'm sure there's some men out there who would love to <laughs> to see that. <laughs> maybe Craig. I don't know who else. No, not Craig. Maybe Doug. Yeah, maybe Doug. Dolly, this lady. He likes them older women. 75. <laughs> older women are beautiful lovers, Doug. <laughs> That's what the Bellamy brothers say. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Don't. That's not a quote from me. So Dolly, back to Dolly. She, uh, <laughs> Dollywood. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there. Uh, <laughs> Doug's never been to Dollywood. 
He's not missing much. Hey, now nah, don't be mean. It's yeah, okay. the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Um, if everywhere else was gone. <laughs> I will say, back to Kenny Rogers' death, I saw him at Dollywood one time. Did you say in, he looked like plastic? He, yeah, it was, he had had an extensive work done on his face. But he could still sing, that's for sure. I saw him, I guess it's been like 10 years ago, so. Didn't he start out as like a pop rock yeah. guy or something? Kenny Rogers in first edition. Yeah. What year, was, what year was that? I don't know. 60s? Doug, what year was that? That was in the 60s. You wasn't were it? around then. <laughs> Probably 70s. 70s? Yeah, I'd oh, say 70s. 60s, 70s, somewhere around there. He was good. He was velvety. Oh, and even Prince wrote one of his songs. Yeah, which song? I don't remember which song, but he wrote one, and he wrote it under a pseudonym. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't remember what song it was. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, we I saw him. He was at Dollywood's 25th anniversary. Uh, me and one of my buddies, Travis, and another buddy, Scott, was there. They had two seats up front. They were They were moving us. They were like, who wants these two seats? And me and Travis were like, me, me, me. So we left Scott way back in the back. and <laughs> We got to sit up. We were on the fourth row. We were actually, we were as close as you could get without being like family or friends. So it was cool. Miley Cyrus was there. Ooh. And Billy Ray Cyrus. He sounded like he had gravel in his voice. <laughs> the song Prince wrote for Kenny Rogers was called You're My Love. You're my love. Under the pseudonym Joey Coco. Joey Coco, a yes. prince. That's interesting there. But yeah, Kenny, uh, him and Dolly sang Island in the Stream, and it was it was magic. He was good. They were both really good, even at that time. Old Kenny. Um, I saw Uncle Cracker one time with Kenny Chesney. Oh, and uh, he said... He talked about Kenny Rogers. He said that he he just not done doing a concert. He said he went back to his tour bus. And they brought a phone to him. They said, uh, "Someone wants to speak to you." And he's like, "Okay." He's like, "Who is this?" It's Kenny Rogers. And he was like, "What? Why is Kenny Rogers calling me?" And he was like, "I'm a fan of yours." He said, "I really like you, Uncle Cracker." And Kenny and he was like, "Wow." He was like, "That's a big deal to me." He was like, "I grew up admiring Kenny Rogers." Then he sang The Gambler, but. Not as well as Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> when we we saw Tyler Childers here a month or so ago, he yeah. did a Kenny Rogers in the first edition cover. and I got to say, he did a better job. What I was that one? What I was it? I remember what the song was called. I don't remember the name of the song, but I wasn't a big fan of Kenny Rogers' version. Uh, just mean. Huh? You're just being mean. No, we listened to it on the way home, and you're like, all right, turn it off. Yeah, well... Tyler Schiller's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's good. If you don't listen to him, he's really good. He is good. And Cody Jinks. And Cody Jinks. If you listen to some real country today, there you go. And Culture Wild. Yeah, there's a good start. Yeah, listen to them. Besides that, I don't really know who to listen to. No. <laughs> I don't listen to anything. I don't, I don't listen to anything modern, really, besides that. You consider that modern? I mean, modern. it is, because it's out now, but <laughs> Ken Chesney, listen to him. Kenny Chesney. Jimmy Buffett. Didn't you have Jimmy Buffett tickets? I did. And April. they got canceled? Yeah, it's moved to <laughs> first weekend in June. You think it'll be available uh, to have so. it? Where's it, where uh, it supposed to be? Charlotte? Charlotte, yeah, the amphitheater. If it's not happening, I'm going to be pretty upset. 
They better give me my money back. It was not a Will they give you a refund? They if better. You, I mean, if you can't make it to the June oh. show. Oh, yeah, I guess so. There's, I should be able to go. Oh. You know, but we'll see. All I'm right. sure I could sell it for uh, double or triple the and price. And Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, he sings a lot about uh, the ocean. He does. And who Ocean. Oh, the pirates ocean. used to sail on the ocean. Pirates did. What a coincidence. Because <laughs> that leads us into ta, ta, ta. today's topic. Is? We're talking about pirates and Blackbeard and treasure. Treasure, pirates. Jimmy Buffett, would he would probably enjoy hey, this episode. Hey, yeah, Jimmy, you need to listen to this episode. When you come to Charlotte, bring me on stage. Hey, Jimmy. I can sing. And then you can say... Listen to our podcast. Yeah, and we can sing Pirate Looks at 40 together. We, we need to get Jimmy Buffett sitting here in Doug's dungeon. Jimmy, we have a we have There's a, a chair right here. Seat. It is blue. There's a blue seat right, right next to me. For, I'll put your name on it. And I, it's Jimmy Buffett's chair. Yeah. Nobody will sit in it uh, until we'll, you do. We'll share a drink. Might yeah, not we be, will. Uh, the kind of beverage you enjoy, but we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you some water or a Diet Coke. <laughs> I don't care what we drink as long as Jimmy Buffett's here with us. Come on, Jimmy. Uh, Doug can get out the shine that's underneath his desk here. We'll teach you the... We can, we can learn you the mountain we can, ways. We can put up some... Uh, some like a island... Get some fragrances that say island smell and some... <laughs> put up some flowers, make it look like you're on the island. We can pour sand in the floor. This is pretty islandy in here. It is. We do have a wooden duck. So there what? is uh, there is some uh, yeah there is waterfowl here. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, Craig, <laughs> tell them who our first. Uh, we're gonna have several different topics, not topics, the same topic, several different kind of stories. Yeah. We're not gonna go into great detail on any of them. Just a good overview. But at a later date, we may want to go, just focus on one, and good, go into great detail about it. But, uh, and let me say, um, this idea came from one of our listeners. Yes, it did. His name yeah. is David Stiles. David. David, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, All right, Craig, kick it off. Tell them what we're going to start with. All right, Wichita. <laughs> kick it off, Wichita. So today we're going to first talk about Blackbeard, the most famous and feared pirate of all. Um, he, was, he got that name because of his beard. <laughs> It was black, and he liked to braid it, and it was very long. He would braid his beard. He would also put uh, cigarettes. He'd roll cigarettes and stick them in his beard. And I can just imagine he was a sight. So, Mr. Blackbeard, or Edward's, Edward Teach, as his real name was, um, he was born in Bristol, England, 1680. It was estimated 60. Nobody knows estimated, for sure. Yeah, because estimated. they said he was, what, 30 or 40 when he died? They said he, some people say 40 to 45. Okay, so they just guessed. What year did you say? 1680. It was estimated 1680. He died in 1718, so that takes him to 38. Yeah. So he was somewhere 30 to 40 range. Yeah, but nobody knows for sure. They don't even know for sure that he was born in Bristol, England, but that was... Pretty they much must, what they guessed. They must have not kept good records. <laughs> no. Uh, but he ended up making his home in North Carolina later in life, in Bath, North Carolina. He liked, Because who wouldn't want to live in North Carolina? Yeah. Raise your hand. There are no hands raised no, no here No hands are being raised right now in this uh, group of three. That's <laughs> three people that have lived in North Carolina since birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so, so Blackbeard, uh, scary dude. His his ship was the Queen Anne's Revenge. The Queen Anne's Revenge. Do you know where he got the Queen Anne's Revenge? Where he got the ship? Yes. Didn't he win in a battle? I read it. He he overtook some Frenchmen. There was a it was a French ship. Yeah. That was named La Concorde or Lon Con La Concorde. Hmm. Something like that, and it was used for transporting slaves. Right. Yes, it was a former slave ship. It was a slave ship. He won it. He stole it. And he he named it the Queen Anne's Revenge. Because he was thought to have been... Nobody knows for sure, but most people agree that he was a uh, privateer for the British during the Queen Anne's War from 1702 to 1713. Right. And he was a big fan of Queen Anne, so he named it after her. So he one time was straight. He wasn't always a crooked pirate. <sighs> From what I know about privateers, they were pretty it was people too. who, <laughs> they were pirates for the, they were legal pirates. Legal pirates, right. They could do whatever they wanted to as long as they were doing it for their government. Under the crown. Yep. Well. So he was a, yeah, he was cool. <laughs> If I could be a pirate, I would go back and be a pirate, right? If there was a way to be a pirate today, I would do it. I would say, forget this, I'm a pirate. (laughs) I spent a lot of time wishing I was a pirate. Um, I came of age with Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So, you know, I was in high school when all those come out pretty much. I mean, middle school and high school. Well, I say all of them. The three originals, not not the two later. Uh, You know, the, the original trilogy, the third one come out... And I was like, I want to be a pirate. (laughs) That was my junior year of high school. And I was like, I'd always been interested in pirates. But then at this point in time, I was like, I'm a pirate. That's what I'm going to be. Pirates were awesome. Uh, But Johnny Depp did a good job portraying a pirate. (laughs) A fun job portraying a pirate. Wasn't Blackbeard, didn't they have a Blackbeard character in one of the pirates? Yeah, in the fourth one. The fourth one. What year was that? When did that come out? I can't remember. I don't know. 2011 is my guess. He probably wasn't as cool as the real Blackbeard, though. No, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, I, I read about Blackbeard as a kid. I got some books on him, and, and I remember reading about how he would scare people so bad because he would light those cigarettes in his beard and just tell them. He told people, sometimes he would say he was the devil himself. Sometimes he would say he was Satan's brother. Satan's uh, brother. <laughs> and that's, I imagine, oh. fearful. Pretty fearful. He had four ships total. Queen Anne's Revenge was his main go-to. That was his flagship. His flagship. He ended up with a 300-man army. That's a lot of men. Which is pretty impressive. And to think, he didn't become a pirate, or he didn't. He was first. Nobody knew of him as a... No one knew of him as a pirate until the year 1716. And he died in... He died in... seven. So for... He died in 1718. So, so spent, for two years, he was a pirate, and he became the pirate, like, he was... The one. He is the pirate. I mean, that's... The, when you think of a pirate, that's who you think of. Um, if you don't, you're an idiot. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, he, he struck so much fear in a two-year period that... Um, <laughs> to be remembered like that is impressive. Uh, he ended up capturing over 40 ships in his entire time. One of them was the HMS Scarborough, which was in a battle. And that was a ship that was main, manned by 
uh, the British Army and was pretty, or the British Navy, I guess, was, was pretty much they didn't think it happened, <laughs> and he did it. Um, he captured, like I said, over 40 ships, and he would kill without a care. He pretty much just slaughtered people if they were in his way. Um, but you had a different thought on his killing habits. I don't have a different thought. Oh, I thought you said that he, he didn't enjoy killing. Well, I read some... I read one... Uh, I read one article, and they said he didn't like violence. They just said he... Uh, people believe... People saw him and heard the rumors about him. People thought he was such a violent man that... But he actually hated violence, and he just used the fear to do... To do what he wanted. He didn't like. He didn't actually have to be violent to get what he needed done because people were scared of him. That's just what I read. I think he actually enjoyed it and killed people. Yeah. Uh, from what I read, he was pretty ruthless. But yeah. I will say, you know, you talk about... That was about, just one man's writings. Right. You talk about him being just such an empowering figure, imposing figure, that people were just scared. Yeah. Um, they... This is a little off topic, but it reminds me of Lyndon Johnson, the former president. They said this dude was, he was a huge man. He was like 6'4". Lyndon B. Johnson? Lyndon B. Johnson. And they said that he would—he literally got things done because people were scared of him. How big was he? He was 6'4". I don't know what he weighed. Huh. But they said he towered everybody. They said that he would like to come to you, shake your hand, pull you into him. Where you could really feel his presence and pretty much tell you what he wanted done. <laughs> and they said people did it. They said he would also, this is a weird fact, uh, he enjoyed sitting on the toilet and inviting his uh, staff to come in there and have meetings while he was using the bathroom. And they did it. I guess they were really scared of him because that's pretty gross. <laughs> but, yeah. but he liked to do that. Uh, but yeah, Johnson was. Well, what year was he president? 60s? Yeah, so Kennedy died in November 63, and he yeah. became president then and finished out the term and then won in the, le- the next election and then did not run. He could have ran again, but didn't. Huh. All right. So well, we might discuss Johnson later on because if we cover the Kennedy assassination, there's uh, some good tidbits of Johnson. Johnson. Uh, LBJ. LBJ. All right, so back to Blackbeard. <laughs> back to the imp- original imposing figure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he was the original, but well, he was one. He, he was, was he was before Lyndon. So yes, before Lyndon. they said when he would go into a fight, they would be pioneering a ship. They said he would go in with two swords, one in both hands, several knives and pistols ready for a brawl. I could just see this <laughs> dude with this big old beard charging at you with two two. <laughs> Two swords, one in each hand, and knives all over him. And his beard smoking with your cigarettes in oh, it. Oh, black beard. That's uh, kind of scary. If I, it's a thing of nightmares. Even if I wasn't, if I would have been alive at that time and I saw a black beard coming at me, if he would give me a chance, I would join his side <laughs> just to do it. If I was like, I'm on the government, whoever he was fighting, and here he comes, I'd throw my stuff down and say, sorry, queen, I'm going with <laughs> Edward here. Come on, Edward. Let's let's, let's go, fight. Edward. I want Edward on my side. That way, we're gonna win. Uh, he sounds like he sounds like he would be a good asset to have. Yeah, he would. Maybe he was the uh, real Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> so that you know, I said I saw that he had many wives in in quotations um, because he apparently was uh, 
enjoyed the was company a, of women and he was a ladies man would or did he have to pay for the company yeah of women? i don't know they, uh, they they said it was wives in quotes so i guess they weren't official wives but i think it was like a concubine is oh. <laughs> maybe how it was so he uh he did officially marry one lady what was her name i did not see her didn't see her name oh he only he married her the same year he died she was 16 oh <laughs> If this is the same lady, maybe there's conflicting that. What I saw was he married one girl. She was 16 years old at the time. And then she tried to help refine him and make him a better man. And he got pissed and mad at her and decided to offer her to the crew. Huh. Yeah. So what a caring guy. Well, that's not good for her. No, not good. So uh, eventually, you know, he, he made his way throughout the Carolinas, throughout the Caribbean, he, he went did, all over the place. He wreaked most of his havoc in the Caribbean yeah. and on the Carolinas. Yeah. Um, he would set up blockades uh, in in modern day uh, Charleston, South Carolina. He took over like the whole Charleston. Yeah. Like that, he held him ransom for a few pretty days. Much, yeah, he pretty much. He like, uh, shut the place down and he said, this is mine. <laughs> did what he wanted he to do. He pretty much did what he wanted in Charleston. <laughs> um, there is a, a story. Did, didn't he? Uh, I think he was there. Held people hostage, took over the whole city, and demanded a chest of medicine. Oh. And then once he got the medicine, he let everybody go and left. Oh, wow. I didn't know that part. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I know I know. there's a story out of uh, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle's Inlet area. Um, there's actually a restaurant there called Drunken Jack's. And the story is connected to Blackbeard. And the story is that there's this island out you know, near, near Myrtle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach area. And that they, they had just had a huge score and they stopped by this island. A huge what? A huge score. Score? Yeah, they just did. Oh, I thought you said huge store. No. Okay. Huge score. score. They just captured, got a ton of treasure, a ton of, a ton of loot and, and they stopped at this island to bury it. Um, and they had a bunch of rum. Like, I think it said 300, 300 bottles of rum, all sorts of stuff. And so they sat out there, partied all night, buried the stuff, partied, Okay. Jack, who was a member of his crew, that's Jack just, Sparrow. Yeah, well, no, but <laughs> Jack, who is now known as Drunken Jack, uh, that when they got up the next morning, they all got on the ship and left. Well, Jack slept. He 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 slept in. He didn't wake up. He didn't catch the boat. So they were gone. I don't I don't know how long they were gone. They come back and they find Jack. They they go and they do some more pirateering and they come back and they make their way back to this island eventually. Jack's still there. And he's drunk every bottle of booze they had. They had 300? And they had 300 bottles. So I don't know how long they were gone. But so now they... <laughs> That's a lot of drinking. The legend of Drunken Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pirate from... Uh, he was a known pirate from 1716 to 1718. And according to some... The legend, some things... According to his ledger and some other things they have found the treasure that he accumulated in those two years is worth 12 and a half million in today's money did that include the 300 balls of rum i i don't believe so <laughs> but some people think it could have been more some say less some people believe that the actual his the only treasure he actually had was his ship the queen anne's revenge but he he claimed that he had a large treasure that nobody knew he had and he buried it, and no one knows where it exists. I mean, no one knows where it is. And he said that his real treasure, this is a quote from him, 
It lay in a location only known to him and the devil. So, some people say the treasure's still out there. There are a few locations some people think it could be. And uh, one of them is, some people think this treasure could be on his ship, the Queen Anne's Revenge. The Queen Anne's Revenge was discovered in 1996 by it's like an, a company who goes and explores treasure hunting. Right, treasure hunting company. Yep. And they've been excavating that from below the ocean for the last 24 years. They took, and they have took thousands of photographs and a, several hundred hours of video footage hmm. of the shipwreck. And they had to, they won, they got a court, they went to court, and they got the rights to all the footage, all the photos. Which the state was already using illegally. They weren't using it at the time. When they discovered it, they got the, they had all the rights. And for the past 20-something years, the state, the state, they found their photos, put it in museums, put their footage all over the place, video footage, their photos are online, and... Millions of people over that time have been viewing their footage, and it turns out it has all been illegal because nobody <laughs> had the rights but them. And then earlier today, in the court... Literally today. Yeah, so just a few hours ago, yeah. courts ruled that the state owes the that company, I forget the name, that the footage, their photos and all the footage is worth about $129 million. Well, there you go. There's so Black the, Bear's treasure. So the state owes them that. <laughs> so right there, yeah. These people made millions. They became rich off of finding this treasure. That's incredible. Off finding the ship. Wow. But but the ac- actual pirate treasure, gold and things like that, was not found on this ship. And, and you know, when, you, when they're given estimates of what that would be worth, they're not counting in the historical context of this treasure either, I don't think. No. Because imagine what these coins actually are. Pro- I mean, these coins are, are coins that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Yeah. They're, when, the, when I say the 12 and a half million in modern day money, that is just take what, like what it was a, worth at the what time. What it's worth at the time to yeah. what it's worth now. Yeah. That doesn't take into account this Blackbeard's black. treasure. <laughs> right. Because I'm sure it would be worth more. Yeah. I mean, it would be, there's but, no telling. But they found no treasure at all. Huh. At the it's last count I found, they had found less than an ounce of gold dust wow. on the ship. Wow. So where else do they say it could be? Uh, there's a place called Plum Point. Uh-huh. It's down there in the coast of North Carolina somewhere. And there's a place called Archibald, or Archibald, or Archibald Point. It's in the coast of North Carolina. And then some people think it could be somewhere in the Caribbean. Interesting. Anywhere in the Caribbean. A- anywhere. Anywhere. And, uh, <laughs> That's helpful. I read a few accounts. People think it could be hidden in a cave in Virginia. They think he wrecked his ship on purpose uh, and then hid the, made his way, snuck up through Virginia, or up through North Carolina to Virginia, found a cave and hid it. Wrecked his ship when on purpose? He wrecked his, the Queen, Queen Anne's Revenge. Yeah. It, sh- it wrecked up, it wrecked on a sandbar. Uh, okay, gotcha. That's how the that's where they found it. It's been there for since yeah. then. They think he might have done it on purpose. Some people think he did it on purpose, but but in the area that it was done, even today, modern times, people still wreck there because the sandbars move. Yeah, with the tides and the weather, 
the sandbars are never in the same place, so people can't predict it, and they wreck. So. Yeah, you know, our coast has mo- more oil than, like, anywhere. Coast of North Carolina has more oil off the coast than, than, than the majority of places that they find oil. But it's impossible. They can't do it. They can't get it. Because the because sand, keep, they, the sand keeps bars. moving? The, the, the terrain is too treacherous yep. to put anything in there because it, it, it all gets destroyed. Yep. Pretty interesting. But, um, go ahead. That, sorry. So <clears throat> he said that he had a treasure that he hid. And some people think it's on the, he didn't have one. I think he did. I think he had a treasure and it's buried somewhere. It could be washed away in the ocean, but I think he had one. I mean, he had to... He was successful at what he did. He had to put it somewhere. Yep. Unless they literally just blew every bit of it every time. Yep. Um, He had uh, his ship wrecked in 1718, and then that's the same year he died. Yeah. So tell us about his death, Craig. Yeah, well, he uh, ended up being being overtaken um, by the Royal Navy. And they cut off his head. A naval lieutenant for the British Army. Was it British? Yeah. Yeah, for the British Navy. British Royal Navy. British Royal Navy Lieutenant Robert Maynard and his crew overtook Blackbeard and his crew. And they beheaded him. And they, they, yep, they, (laughs) they sailed back with Blackbeard's head hanging, flying from, waving it from their ship as a trophy to say, we killed Blackbeard. Yeah. In piracy, uh, there's a there's a story that says when they cut off his head, they threw his body in the ocean, and they say that he swam three times around the boat, headless. <laughs> <laughs> if that's true, then that is creepy. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> so, so that's all we have for Blackbeard today. We uh, I would be interested in doing a whole episode on this man because I think he's. He's pretty darn cool. There's a lot there. We could, there's a whole lot <laughs> a of whole information lot that we could find yeah. that's out there. We could go into great details. And I'd like to go into more depth about where the treasure might be hidden. Yeah. I think it would be fun. So maybe at a later date, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned if you like pirates. If you like Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a couple more little treasures uh these are not uh, the rest of them we have are not pirate treasures they're just no just treasures kind (laughs) of semi-local local to us not where some of you might not be local but yeah things we found near our there's not a ton of information it's just pretty two little little small stories but pretty interesting so um Um, start us out so i read about one that was in catawba county and this guy he this catawba county north carolina yeah north carolina so this man got a Big land, plot of land from the government. It's about 300 acres near the Catawba Valley and, uh, River. What year was this? I don't know. 17, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. 1700s. It was towards the end of the 1700s. Um, it was about the time that people, the Revolutionary War had ended and people were starting to move west. Mm-hmm. So he got land, Catawba Valley. Um, I know that it sat on the river. He his, his, his first plot of land was on the river, on the right side of the river, they said. And they said later on he bought land on the left side of the river. He built like a little ferry to cross the river. So he had land on the right side of the river. Yeah. But we don't know which direction we they were facing. Which, yeah, we don't know. So which either 
So now he, he it owns, ended up he owned <laughs> land on both sides of the river, yeah. no matter which direction you're looking. Yeah. The second plot of land that he bought was not given to him by the government, though. It was, he bought it himself. So he built like a little ferry to help people get across the river because to crawl, that you had to cross the Catawba River for most people that were going, uh, moving west. So he would charge them, you know, at the time there wasn't really standard currency um, or, or banks. So pretty much people carried gold and silver. Uh, he would pretty much charge them. They said that they, they didn't really have a standard rate at the time. He pretty much, whatever they could give him, he took. Um, and they said that he, over a year, he'd done this for years and years, well into the 1800s. I mean, 30 or 40 years, he ran this ferry across the river. They said that he would take the money he was given by this and he would put it all in a pot. Just a big pot that sits on a stove by the ways it sounded. And they said he buried it. They said he didn't have any work. They wasn't a bank. He buried the pot or just the gold? Buried the pot, the gold in the pot. So he, I wonder how many pots he went through. I, I don't know. I don't know. But they said that he would, he would, all the money that he would be given, I guess he would take out what he needed and the rest, anything extra went in that just pot. Bury it. And he'd bury it. And they said, that, I mean, years and years and years of carrying people across. And, you know, they probably wasn't giving him much, but at the same time, if you think about it, these were coins that was like coins from England, coins from Spain, very rare early American coins, extremely rare coins today. So just like with Blackbeard's treasure, whatever it'd be worth today monetarily is not really what it's worth because these are rare coins that are worth way more than just what their face value would be. So he buried all of it. He died. Okay. And nobody knows where he was. Nobody, they did not. His money was gone. He didn't tell his wife where he buried the stuff. They've had ex expeditions go out and try to find it. Um, currently, it is privately on the location, but they said, you know, you can, you can, you can find out where the land is. A lot of people know where it is, where the plot that he supposedly buried it on, and said they just have a lot. A lot of people went out and tried to find this. They've dug up big areas and never found it. Never found anything. Um, so you know, somewhere well, he probably sitting. buried it right near the river, and it, over time it just washed away. Yeah, that's down the river. Maybe, um, but you know, maybe somewhere in Catawba Valley, there's a a lot of gold. A nice fortune of gold sitting. Somewhere. That'd be a lot of gold. Yeah, thirty or forty years of people paying you gold and silver coins. Yeah, to, that'd be a large amount of. That'd yeah. be a nice thing to dig up. Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, searching. <laughs> maybe some kid will be out there playing one day and dig it up. That'd be cool. That's kind of and thing that would happen. But if he can't, then maybe I'll be able to one day, and I'll dig it up. Maybe we should find the homeowner and ask oh, for They probably get bombarded with I'd, Yeah, I'd say there's no telling how many people contact them for this. So maybe, what else? That's pretty much all that's out there about That's that all one. you have on that? That's it. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty neat, though. Short right. and sweet story. Well, uh, I found in... It's a magazine article. It's from the State Magazine. Yep. It's dated August 31st, 1963. And this is, uh, for those of you who know where Chimney Rock is, there's a place that says it's directly opposite Chimney Rock called Round Top. Round Top. And it says it helps form the Hickory Nut Gap. Right. I've never heard of Round Top, and I've never heard of Hickory Nut Gap, <laughs> but I do know where Chimney Rock is. So it's pretty famous there. area. Yeah. You ever heard mm -hmm. of Hickory Nut Gap? No, but I've heard of Chimney Rock. You heard of Round Top? No. All right, I've so heard of Lake now, Lure, though. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which is near Chimney Rock. So, no. And just give a plug. Oh. The one of the best movies of all time, Dirty Dancing, was filmed at Lake Lure. All right. With the great Patrick Swayze. Rest in peace. He did. All right. <laughs> and, uh, but back, this article was wrote in 1963. It did, it does not give a specific date. It just says around 200 years ago. So now I'm going to say around 250 years ago. Yeah. It says in, uh, over on Round Top, there were five or six Englishmen who owned a gold man a little farther north than a gold round. what? A gold, what'd I say? A gold man. A gold mine. They had a golden statue. No, no they might have. I don't know. But they, <laughs> they owned a gold mine a little farther north. It doesn't say where. It just says farther north. And it says they were, uh, one day they decided to head to the coast of North Carolina with a load of gold and they had it packed on mules. And somewhere along the line... Not horses, mules. Yes, mules. Not donkeys, mules. Mules. And for those of you who don't know, <laughs> mules are horses and donkeys mixed together. And they cannot reproduce. No, they can't. So if you get a mule, it was not made by other mules. Pretty cool. Yep. You used to want a mule. I, I would still take one. There's a song by Raymond Fairchild, a Haywood County native. It's called, called Whoa Mule. Whoa Mule. Ride that mule, boys. Yeah. But if I had a mule, I'd probably name it Old Red. Old Red Mule. No, not Old Red. Maybe just Red. Red Mule. All right. So, <laughs> either way. They're, they're on their way to the coast. And about the time they got to Round Top, they were attacked by some Indians. I guess we should call them Native, Native Americans. Americans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We don't want to offend anybody out there with our... And we don't want to confuse you. These are not a group of people from India. (laughs) Native Americans, okay? So they ran and they hid in a cave, a nearby cave. But they were hiding in the cave. But somehow they got in a fight anyways with the Indians. No, excuse me, Native Americans. (laughs) There was a fight and every one of the Englishmen were killed except for one. One man escaped during the middle of the night. And he, <clears throat> the treasure was left. I guess it, to them it wasn't treasure. To them it was just gold they had mined. But the gold was left in the cave, and he escaped. He made it down to the coast. It took him about a week to get there. And they said by the time he made it to the coast, he was more dead than alive, but he was still alive. So he went back home to his native land of England. When he got there, he intended on coming back to North Carolina, coming back to Round Top and gathering his gold. He intended to bring a party, a group of men that he knew, some maybe some family members. But not long after he got to England, he lost his eyesight somehow. He yeah. blind. So after he went blind, he told someone, he described it to them, where the gold was, and they drew a map. They tried to draw a map based on this man's words. So he ended up himself and a few other men came back to North Carolina and they tried to use the map to find the gold. They tried to find the cave. They never could find it. So supposedly there's a cave in Round Top full of gold. 
that's still up there. So, if any of you know where Round Top is... And where's can, that map? Oh, the map is, as of right now, that map is in the Library of Congress. Yeah. The one that he... The one that was drawn by his directions. I did read that there's been many efforts to get it from the Library of Congress, and they claim they don't have a map like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and some people say they have maps. Some people say that map was copied. Yeah, I would say it was. But... Nobody's ever been able to find it, so... Yeah. Either the guy didn't describe it very well, or the guy drawing it didn't draw it very well. But either way, nobody's been able to find this gold. People have searched for it ever since then. It's probably is a pile of gold. Yeah. You know, think about all these old homesteads and how much gold is probably just out there. You think there's a lot? I think there is, yeah. I think... I don't know. I don't know. I know our our Grandpa Davis, he, he said when he was a kid... This is uh, in Kentucky. Yeah, this is in, in Harlan, Kentucky. Amen. Um, Shout out to Harlan. I hope somebody from Harlan's listening to this. Yeah, I, hope, I do too. I hope to visit you soon. Um, yeah. We, he said when he was a kid, he would, you know, just run around the mountains. And he said there was, even at the time when he was a kid, which was in the 30s and 40s, he said there was old homesteads then. And he said they were just, he said he would love to have been able to go back older and really explore them because he said... He said he knows there was stuff there. Yeah. Just gold and just yeah. things of value. Um, and, you know, it's the same way here. Yeah, so there's... Who knows what's all up there in the Appalachians and that we people don't know exist from all these old, old-timers. old uh, So if you're out there and you're out of work because of all this stuff that's going on and you have nothing to do, I can't think of a better way to be... Uh, social distancer than get out there in the woods and look for you <laughs> some buried treasure hey, yeah that's a good idea you never know what you're going to find and no. sometimes what you'll find is worth a whole lot more than actual treasure so just go look for it take your kit and the kids ain't in school go look for some treasure yeah have fun yeah have a good time and be active be outside so uh what else have you got for us craig well i got today's missing person all right. Um, today's missing person is Willie Steamboat DeClay. He went missing in June, uh, June 3rd, 2017, from White River, Arizona. Uh, he has some aliases. Sometimes he's called just Steamboat. Willie Fernandez, Willie Fernandez DeClay, or just Willie DeClay. Date of birth used is July 16th, 1995. Hair black. Eyes brown, height 5'6", weight 135, he is a male, race is Native American, nationality American. How old is this? What year was he born? 95. 95, so he's fairly young, 25. Yeah. Uh, the FBI is offering a reward of $5,000 for information leading directly to the location of Willie Fernandez de Clay or the arrest and conviction of someone responsible for his disappearance. DeClay has previously resided in White River, Arizona, and uh, Payson, Arizona. The Federal Bureau of Investigations, Phoenix Field Office, is asking for the public's assistance in determining the whereabouts of Willie Steamboat DeClay. Last seen June 3, 2017, at the Indian Health Services Hospital in White River, Arizona. He was discharged from the hospital and never returned home. He was last seen wearing black shorts, gray shirt, 
and a maroon baseball cap. Anyone with information regarding whereabouts of Willie Fernandez de Clay is asked to call the FBI's Phoenix Field Office at 623-466-1999. You may also contact your local FBI office or the nearest American embassy or consulate. The field office is Phoenix. Yeah, so you can look on our Facebook page and we'll have a link up on there so you can check him out, his information and picture. And if you anyone has any information on where he might be, contact the authorities. Yeah. All right. So you have any um, closing thoughts for today, Craig? Closing thoughts for today. Yeah. So with all this stuff going on, you know, everybody's basically staying at home. There's nothing. Nothing's open except the grocery store. Uh, there's only so many times you can go to the grocery store. If you're like me, you go every day. Um, but besides that, there's nothing going on. Um, you know, take this time and enjoy what really matters. You know, we're, we're stuck at home with our family. They might get on your nerves, but who cares? One day they're not going to be here. Um, it's precious time. Um, so, yeah, just, just value value the the truth. I mean, value the real things in life. Um, and the, the loved ones that, that you can't replace no matter what. What about you? You got any closing thoughts? Do I have any closing thoughts? Yeah. No, not today. <laughs> no closing thoughts for today. <laughs> well, all right then. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode. Yes, um, it has been. Tell them how they can contact us. Contact us at... The Messer Brothers at gmail.com. That. Send us an email. Yep. Send us a message on Facebook. Yep. And what's the other one? We got Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter account. Any way you want to contact us, feel free to do so. Uh, I need to give another quick shout out. Yes. Shout uh, out to Noah. Noah. Noah Frazier. Noah Frazier. Thanks for listening, Noah. Yeah, thanks for listening. He had some great, great words for us. Kind words. Uh, very kind words. <laughs> and also, I want to mention Jeffrey again. Um, Jeffrey contacted me again and, and thanked us for, for doing his, you know... Helen's Bridge. Helen's Bridge. And he said that uh, Helen's Bridge... He actually went up there one time and he said he heard a woman scream. Jeffrey heard a woman scream. So, Helen's Jeffrey, Bridge. thanks for that information. Thank you, Jeffrey. Yeah, it's good to hear. Keep listening. Tell yeah. your friends. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Share us with everybody on Facebook. Tell about us. Tell tell us to everybody that you know. Yes, tell Spread the us. word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until we talk again. Yep. I'm Nick. And I'm Craig. And we're Messer Brothers Presents. Take care, everyone. <laughs>